It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. How are you this evening? Bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. I'm doing good. Oh. How are you? Comment ça va? I am very well. Thank you so much. Yes, that is a French accent you hear. That is our French <laughs> romantic, Simon Marcel. I'm Angie Taylor. I keep it real. Uh, always. Always. At all times, 24-7, <laughs> wherever she's at, it's for real. We talk about relationships, dating, romance on this show. And Simon, I have to tell you, mm-hmm. you referred me months ago to the most amazing therapist. And it's been life-changing for me, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in this whole time, I tell all these stories about my life and my relationship mm-hmm. to my therapist. And she's never met my husband. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always thought if you go to couples therapy, it's because you have a problem. Somebody cheated. You're ready to divorce. There's there's a big issue that's like blocking your relationship. And then I saw a, an interview with Kristen Bell, the actress, mm-hmm. and she said that her and her husband have been going to couples therapy since the beginning of the relationship. No problems, but they do it just to sort of maintain communication and understand each other and always keep it at a good level. The only problem my husband and I have, and we don't have big fights, but when we fight, we fight ugly. It could be about the stupidest thing ever. Mm-hmm. We don't fight well together. So you need to learn how to cope with that. Yes, and okay. each other's things. So we're going to therapy together with my <laughs> therapist. My husband sees his own separate therapist. So I want to talk to you about that. I'm and, interested. Yeah. And I have questions. And I also want to hear from our listeners. Because I've heard both sides of the coin with couples therapy. I've heard it saved marriages that were on the brink of death. I've heard that it's ruined things or it's showed people that they don't belong together. So what was your experience in couples therapy? Please call us and let us know. Like I said, 855-905-8255. That's next on The Rendezvous. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, 855-905-8255. Phone lines are open. We're talking about therapy, specifically couples therapy right now. Um, And Simon, you and I were just talking off air. You referred me to an amazing therapist Mm -hmm. earlier this year because I've got issues. You got to. Wait, and if we 100% because you ask. I asked. And I needed it. Yeah, you said, you know, I don't feel, you know, I need, and then I said, Maybe you can meet this therapist and see how it goes. Right. Um, I've made no secret of the fact that I have anxiety. I have depression that I suffer from, PTSD. It's mm-hmm. been a lifetime of crazy. I had a really awful childhood, and I've tried my best to fight through it. Mm-hmm. Therapy's been amazing for me in the last year. I cannot thank you enough. It's the greatest gift the most anyone. Welcome. How would you describe in your own words just simply what is a therapy session? For somebody who's never been, what is it? It's changed. In the last year, in the beginning, it was getting to know me. So it was a lot of my therapist pulling questions out of me, like, what was your childhood like? Tell me about your dad. Tell me about your mom. Tell me about your siblings. Tell me about your husband, your kid, your life, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. So it was a lot of her asking. Now it's evolved into a lot of me. I'll sit down, and it's the most uncomfortable part of therapy when you sit down across from the therapist, and they just look at you and wait. And I'm like, oh, I I go first? Oh, so this weekend I went so-and-so. But this is how I felt about the weekend. And ask me if I'm crazy. So then it goes into a whole thing. Um, Like the floodgates open um, because they want you to uh, start the conversation. Yes, because you're comfortable enough to to open that that door. It's your own conversation. Yes, Yes. I go every single week. And every single week there I walk away with a light bulb moment where – my therapist will say something to me that I never realized about myself 
and it will connect dots in my life. Like, that's why I think that way. That's why I react that way. I literally write them in my phone before I leave so I don't forget them because I want to keep remembering and Uh keep going over it. And so tomorrow, I just wanted to say my husband is coming with me to therapy for the first time because now we have a year almost. Yes, my husband, Jason, my husband of seven years almost. And we're going together to my therapist and he's never met her. They've never met. I'm a little bit nervous. Why? I don't know what he's going to say. You said off air, (laughs) we're talking, you said, just jokingly said, what if she... Well, they're gonna go up against me, like right. My... That's what I'm afraid right. of. What I'm telling you now, yeah. And and do you think Jason is going? He's looking forward. You said Jason's looking forward to that session. He's too. probably looking for an ally, thinking this woman knows her deeper. She knows more about me than my own husband at this point, really. Yeah. So I'm afraid that he's gonna walk in and be like, "All right, let's talk about how crazy this one is." Hey, First of all, it's no, like... <laughs> nobody nobody thinks you're crazy, Angie. Uh, the, the question I have for you, because I've asked, and and I think it's extraordinary. I've asked in relationships ex-girlfriends to go with me and everybody said no why because here's what i hear i'm i'm not crazy i'm not i don't need that you only need to go i don't need to go i don't need to to, to, it's an unknown person to tell me how i feel that's all the excuses i've heard and i've never had the chance where you are yeah but i'm not married so also that to have two people willing to evolve and just have a discussion Well, who cannot benefit from tools in any relationship? There are barriers with communication Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of relationships because people communicate different. People react different. Mm -hmm. People have different triggers, different emotions about certain things. It's all in how we communicate and and work through those problems. And I, I think anybody can benefit from that. It doesn't matter how healthy you are because you don't know how other people are and uh, how you react. Absolutely. Well said, Angie. Yeah. I'm All so right. excited for you guys. I'm excited too. I'm scared to death. But I'll make sure I let everybody know how it goes because yes. I'm an open book. <laughs> no secrets. No secrets. All right. I want to hear about if you went to couples therapy, did it work for you? What did you learn? Was it a nightmare? Was it awesome? Did it save your relationship? I've heard everything top to bottom on it. So what was your experience next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie? It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening tonight. Our phone number 855-905-8255. The topic is couples therapy. Since we are about love, dating, and romance relationships, and I want to know your experience. If you've been through it, was it good or bad? And on the line right now, I want to talk to Brian, listening in Perrysburg, Ohio, and 101.5 The River. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Bonjour. We're By the good. way, love the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. So you heard our topic about couples therapy. Have you been in it? What's your experience? Well, absolutely. Uh, me and my wife uh, went to couples therapy. We're about five years into our marriage when we went. What happened was the stresses of life were getting to us, you know, money problems, kids, and those things. And we were taking it out on each other, and we were in a very dark place. So last-ditch effort before giving up, we went to couples therapy. Um, I can't say enough how this saved our marriage, our relationship, and I got my best friend back. I I totally enjoyed the experience. Yes. Um, Brian. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) what was helpful? I mean, I think what, you know, we were talking about earlier, one of the biggest fears is that the therapist is going to take sides and somebody's going to get ganged up on and that's going to happen. That wasn't your experience. No, what she actually did was she got us to look at each other's side. I believe when you argue with your mate, you always Mm -hmm. have your side of the argument and you want to get that across over and over again. Right. 
we don't do in that anger is look at the other person's um, situation. We don't see the arguments through their eyes, what they're trying to convey. And when she allowed us to see each other's side, we learned a lot. And, and not only did it help us with the argument we were having, but moving forward and communicating with one another, it just helped us get past these little things and don't take petty things and let them blow up. Okay, I want to know specifically when we come back, Brian, what tools she gave you yes. that really, really worked next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. We are still on the line with our caller, Brian, in Ohio, 101.5 The River. Thanks for checking us out tonight, everyone. We're talking about couples therapy. Brian, um, so you're saying it was marriage saving for you and your wife. Absolutely. It definitely was. And I thank God that I went. Good. And so what, let me ask, because um, you said, you know, like every marriage, the job, Mm -hmm. the kids, the bills, everything piles up and it doesn't become about you guys anymore. It becomes about everything else. You lose each other. So is there one thing or something like Simon, you were saying, what happened where the therapist, was there an aha moment, a light bulb moment? Yes. Um, Well, it's, it's embarrassing, but um, one argument that me and my wife were having was my wife will do this thing where she'll ask me my opinion about something that we're going to make a decision about that affects our family. And then she would always listen to what her mother said. So it would make me feel like less than, like I didn't matter. I didn't count as the father <laughs> in a relationship with kids. It seemed like she would just listen to her mom. But she would You were being undermined. Me. You're being undermined by yes. the mother-in-law. And yes. Simon and brought up a really good question that, that I want to get to next And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I feel like what Simon asked me off the air, and I want you to stay on and listen. Can you just listen to what we have to say next? I'm going to let you off the hook and let you go. Thank you so much, by the way, Brian. Thank you, yes, for sharing this this amazing experience. Yeah, you were a wealth of information. And I hope that anybody listening to you that is going through any sort of marital problem listens to Brian and says, wow. He, it sounds like it was life-changing. It, 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 it was. It's it was. worth giving it, it a chance. Yeah. I we're going to talk Yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit more about couples, therapy, mm-hmm. fighting, and I want to get to Simon's question about family and friends interfering. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you kind of touched on that, Brian. That's next. Thanks for being with us tonight on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie Romance, dating, relationships, all the real, and our phone number, 855-905-8255. We've been talking about couples therapy. I'm going for the first time with my husband tomorrow. We talked to someone else um, earlier, Brian, who said it saved his marriage because I've heard both sides of the coin, Simon, and people are ambivalent about therapy and i was too until you recommended a great therapist for me so the it's, it's a key thing you may have heard in the past oh i don't need a therapist because i have a best friend i don't need a therapist i talk to my mom i don't need to talk to a therapist simon because i talk to my husband or my this or my that well it's, it's, it's something that i want to share my mom when i was 13 explained that to me very well before i went to see a therapist that you know your parents are not always right your best friend is not always right you need to somebody neutral that takes an outside is only here for you to help you live better, to evolve. There is no evolution without doing the work, none whatsoever. No we just, evolution. We, we mm-hmm. can't. Like you said, Angie, and I, I want to give that other tip. My sister is a shrink too. So if you want to know if you have the right shrink, it's the connection to you and her or yes. him. Just remember that in 30 minutes, either you feel better and you have a trust or you don't. If you don't the change. The trust thing is so important. And if you don't have it, you've done nothing wrong. It's the connection is not made, find somebody else. Right. It's never the patient who has to do the work. Right. It's the therapist. 
I agree. And and that is something to remember because We're, people are afraid of that. Yeah, I think it's important to remind people that we here on The Rendezvous, Simon and Angie, are not therapists. We're not. We are here to sort of be your liaison, maybe, if I could use a French term. Liaison between, <laughs> liaison. Like between whatever's going on and maybe getting the serious help you might need or just another ear. And what you're saying about friends... Why we're different, I think, between friends and, and relatives and mom and, and your bestie, there's no objectivity when it comes to your friends and your family. They're always going to take your side one way or another. Always. And they're still in the fishbowl with you. They're not really outside the fishbowl. They love you. They care about you. They want what's best for you. And in doing so, they don't know every detail of your relationship. And they might not show you where you're at fault. And they also have their own issues and all problems sure. and all this. And, you and, they, and they talk about their, they relate their love story or their love life to yours, which might not be healthy. And so what do they know? E- exactly. How many times, honestly, you've talked to a friend about a problem and she goes, Ooh. oh, wait a minute, I had this happen to me in a way. And then the conversation is stopped being about you. Becomes it's about a, them. Yes. Yes. Or how many times have you told a, a mother or a sister or a brother, about what's going on in your relationship. Now they hate this person. Immediately. Immediately, because you're being hurt. And, and they, they love you. And they love you. And then when you're still with this person, they're they're more angry. Why can't you see? Why can't you? So you can't be objective when you're that close to someone. And plus, they don't have the psychology. They don't have the schooling. They don't, they, they don't have the know-how to really dig in and see and find the root of the problem. And what we have, you and I, Angie, is we're not therapists, but we have the distance. So when you call us, we, yes. we know... And that's what I'm trying to say. We love everybody. We so can be objective. We don't take one... We're always objective based on our common sense, and that's how we operate here. Mm-hmm. So we're not your dad, your mom, your brother, your sister. We're just your friends on that end. All right, let me go, grab the Kleenex. We're going to come back and do something fun next. Yes. Okay, yes. on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening tonight. Our website, simonandangie.com as well. You can send us an email there. Um, a lot of, you know, new affiliates we have, Simon. So thank you, everyone. Thank you. Merci beaucoup, yes. as we say in France. Merci beaucoup. Merci. Thank you very much for joining The Rendezvous. They are all here for the ooh-la-la. Love <laughs> dating, romance and relationships. And because a lot of our listeners are still getting to know us, new affiliates, um, we have all these TMI questions, too much information, but it's getting to know you type thing. So I want our listeners to get to know us. We both have the same list, Simon. I'll let you go first. You can ask me a question. Yes. I'll ask you one in the next segment. Okay. So the first question came to my mind, there's a long list, is, Angie, what is your idea of a romantic vacation? A romantic vacation? Yeah. What's your idea of a romantic vacation? If I think in my mind, I would say it's on a beach somewhere. Uh, warm weather, I'm in a bikini, you know, like we're in the sand, we're in the water, we're in the pool, we're laying out. That's my idea of a romantic vacation. My husband is captain. I need to go on an ATV. Let's go zip lining. To me, romance is relaxation and relaxation is romance. Like it all comes together. I work hard. I want to relax hard. Can you consider romantic vacation if your husband wants to do one thing, you want to do something else? No. Do you fight? You want? Well, I mean, yes. I mean, for a day or two, like one or if we go on a one week vacation, a couple of days, you're on your own and I'm on my own. But then I would like to be together. Do you like to do a lot of stuff on vacation? Some. I'm easy going. Some. I'm easy breezy. I so, am too. I'm yeah. easy breezy. But I'm for the, the easy breezy I one. would say 75% of my vacation, I would like to do what I want and relax and chill because it's my vacation too. 
right? All right, listen. I could vacation with you then because I'm easy going. Perfect. I love it. All right, where yes. are we going? Central Bay. Let's go. Central Bay. <laughs> Fire off the boat. Yes. All right, more rendezvous. Get to know you, TMI, next. Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, and all the real. Simon Marcel, Mm -hmm. our French romantic, is Mm -hmm. in the house. And, you know, we have all these new affiliates, and I thought it would be fun Mm -hmm. for people to get to know us outside of the advice on the love and the dating and ask you some questions. So, you know, it's kind of a get-to-know-you moment of the show. And I have this list of TMI questions here, and I want to ask you one, Simon. Are you ready? I'm ready. You're a single man, mm-hmm. Simon. Would you date someone with children? Absolutely. Because? because Pref- preferably. You prefer children. My husband said the same thing when we started dating, thank God, because I was a single mother. But why <laughs> would you? Well, if a woman has given life and has own children and you know she's divorced with kids, she has already accomplished maybe the, the biggest role of her life, being a mom. And... I uh, don't want children of my own. Okay. That's important. So I But you're can okay offer... with other people's children. Absolutely. Okay. I love children. Right. You're a godfather. I'm a, I'm a very, very involved, hands-on godfather yes. Yes. for sure of Chloe. And so it's more for you, not about starting over at zero with a baby. No. It's about being an influence, a positive person in their life, a male figure. A guide, maybe. I love that. So that that is always a plus. Single mom with kids. Well, you, you, you just... You know where to find me. <laughs> you're, si- you're singing a love song right now on the well, radio because there's so many of us single moms that feel like every man that we meet are going to think it's negative. Uh, to me, negative. it's a plus. I think Big so, too. plus, plus, plus. Yes. Yes. You get two hearts instead of one. Or maybe three or four. Or four, however many. Exactly. I yes. love that answer. Okay, Simon, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have calls to get to. Yes. People need some advice from The Rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Let's jump on the lines next. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're taking calls right now at 855-905-8255. I see the lines blinky-blinking. Let's take this one. Oaklawn, Illinois, listening on my 93.9 in Oaklawn, Chicago area. Here is Megan. Hey, Megan. Bonjour. Hi, bonjour. Hello. We hear you need advice. What's going on, Megan? Well, so I'm planning a wedding, which is great. Awesome. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. Um, And I have a little bit of an issue with my mother being jealous of my mother-in-law. Ooh. Explain. Oh, yeah. Why? Um, Why the jealousy? Well, I I mean, it's, I think it's, there are many levels, but, and she would never admit this to me, but like every time Mary is my mother-in-law, every time Mary calls and I answer a call, my mom sort of like rolls her eyes and it just drives my mom crazy that I have a relationship with Mary. And I think my mom is just like jealous so, and afraid that she's losing me or something. Okay. And it's just, I don't know what to do about it. But she's not jealous of your fiance. She's jealous of the mother-in-law. No, Mary. she okay. loves my fiance. I mean, she loves my fiance. She's just jealous that she wants to be the only mama figure. Yeah. She wants to be the only mama in the equation. Listen, when it comes to our daughters, it's so hard to think that there's another woman parenting our daughter. Not that you need a parent at this point in your life, but there must be something. Is there anything about your mother-in-law, Mary, specifically, that makes your mom insecure or jealous? 
I think it's about me, but also like my mom's attitude about the wedding planning is like, it's like a burden. Like, oh my gosh, she doesn't throw parties. My mother is not used to throwing parties and Mary is used to throwing parties and it's like okay. more of a socialite. Well, there it is. And so Don't it's you... like my mom is just like, I think she's just really insecure that there Mary gets excited about planning a party. And my mom is like anxious about planning a party. You know, some people have certain strengths that others don't have. And it makes us insecure. Like we're not, maybe your mom is feeling like, wow, this is what I'm supposed to do as a mom, but she's doing it better or she knows what she's doing. And I really don't. Mm -hmm. And that might be some of the insecurity. Is there a way to facilitate this relationship between them and make them, you know, friendlier with each other or so that they're working together and your mom feels better about it. So she maybe feels included because I'm sure she feels like, well, what do I have to contribute? Cause she knows what she's doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't know, like if I, cause I want to be there to like help them through that conversation, but they get, all, I mean, it's not like they are actively hateful to one another. It's right. just like behind the scenes. I know that my mom has a lot of anxiety about it and I don't know how to to assuage her anxiety and like reassure her. I mean, other than just like straight up telling her, maybe they should get together Megan, without me. Let them figure it out. You just said it. Maybe you just let them figure it out. Let you the daughter. You're not the mom. Yeah, but she They're wants too, to make her mom advice, feel better. I get it, but she's not yeah. a shrink. She's she's she she's not her shrink, but she's the common denominator between these two women. So I feel like she has to be the bridge I, between them. I don't agree. I think the two can figure it out, and because. You, you as a daughter are not responsible for your mom's feelings. So you can only help so much. And it, it, it's going to be a, a burden on you as you prepare yeah, for the big... It already is. So I, I would take this and say, Mom, you got to figure it out. It's stressing her out, though, so... Megan should not be worried about it. It's Megan. <laughs> I totally just can't help it. It's like my mom, I help want to protect well, but that, her and make sure that she's happy mom. about the whole right. wedding. You want your family too. to be happy. I would say to try to... Like, You can either take Simon's advice and back all the way off or try to facilitate one meeting for one thing. Pick one thing instead of an overwhelming, huge wedding. Pick one moment of your wedding and include your mom sure, I mean, and mother-in-law together and maybe start there. And if it doesn't work, then say, I tried. And then focus yeah. on yourself and yes, your husband exactly. and, and your happiness. Exactly. Well, thank you guys for talking oh, through right. this with me. I feel like I have a good sort of tactic on, Starting point. on my plate. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Two perspectives. Sure. No guilt. No, no guilt. guilt. All no right. Mass. Good luck, sweetie. And we wish you the best in the wedding and in the marriage. And please call us anytime. Congratulations. Thanks. All yes. right. Really Take care. All right. Bye. Good. It's going to be a great time. More of The Rendezvous <laughs> when we come back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we just had our caller, Megan, mm -hmm. saying that she's getting married. Mother-in-law is sort of not getting along with mom. She's worried about mom not being included. There's insecurity. They're jealous over each other. Mm -hmm. Weddings, I always say, brings out the worst and the best in people. Okay. And you also find out who's there for you during these times of weddings and who's not being selfish. I find that a lot of people in your family can make the wedding about them instead of about you, the bride or the groom. When my husband and I got married, we had this rule. We had a night wedding, hotel, downtown Chicago, and we didn't want kids at our wedding. I'm a mom, okay? Mm -hmm. The only two kids, we had two kids. That was my daughter, who was the uh, flower girl, mm -hmm. and our nephew, who was the ring bearer. After the wedding, they were gone. 
It was babysitter. Gone. Yes, because I wanted our reception to be adults. Adults only. I wanted them to have fun and be able to dance and have an adult night. But was everybody okay with that? No. My sister-in-law yeah, was not, and that's what made so me Jason's think. sister. Yes. She was not okay with it because there's a lot of nieces and nephews. He's from a huge Italian family. Right. If we would have invited all the nieces and nephews, yeah. we would have gone broke. We would have been in debt, bankrupt, <laughs> all of it. And plus, I feel like there are certain weddings that are for children. There are certain weddings that are not. Ours was a nighttime wedding. It was adults. And I also didn't want to see a bunch of kids sliding across the dance floor on their knees all night long and not letting the adults enjoy themselves. I agree. You wedding, you rules. Right. I mean, that is the basis. It's one of the only times that a bride and groom or a bride and bride and a groom and groom can be selfish and demand what they want. And yes. Without judgment. Exactly. Because it's your day. Only You're... support and love. Exactly. So I always say... Do what you want to make your day the best day ever. The wedding is fun. The marriage is more important, but the wedding is the best party you'll ever throw, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to go into our mailbag for you, Simon, of yes. Bonjour, ah, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonjour. Yes. Somebody needs your help. Next on The Rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel, our French romantic. Angie Taylor, a beautiful American realist. Oh, thank you so much. We are love, dating, romance, and the real, and the relationships, <laughs> yeah. all of the above. Yes. Um, and so we get so many emails uh, that come into simonandangie.com. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to go into our Bonjour Simon Marcel emails and uh, get to a question from one of our listeners. Mm -hmm. um, so this comes to us, Simon, from Viviana, listening in Evanston, Illinois, on 93.9 My FM. I love that name, Viviana. Viviana. She says, bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Viviana. I have a date tomorrow night with a guy I met online. We made plans a week ago, confirmed a place and a time, said we'd see each other then, but I haven't heard from him since. The date is tomorrow night and still haven't heard from him. So do you think I should send him a text tomorrow to confirm or should I wait to see... If he contacts me first, I mean, if you make a date plan and everything is set a week in advance and you don't hear from that person, I would be nervous. I know of somebody who did the same thing to a woman and she had gotten her hair done the day of the day, got her nails done, got all ready and had to finally text him around four o'clock for their seven o'clock date. And he said, why don't you just come to my house? And uh -oh. yes, so she went to his house like a ding dong. I said, why did you do that? She goes to his house and she sat down on the couch where he was still in sweats. And he's like, are we going to make out or what? She got all excited, <laughs> all dressed up, all ready. So this makes me nervous. But I want to know, Simon, what you think this means from a man perspective. What is he saying to her or not it's saying? A great question. Okay, great. When we come back, Simon's advice for you, Viviana, next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back. It's a rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We get an email that came in to simonandangie.com for you, Simon Marcel, mm -hmm. our French romantic. It's from Viviana in Illinois. Mm -hmm. She listens on 93.9 My FM, says, hey, I have a date tomorrow night with a guy I met online. We made plans a week ago, confirmed it a week ago, set the date, set the time, but I have not heard from him. It's been seven days, and the date's tomorrow night. Do you think I should text him tomorrow to confirm or wait to see if he contacts me first. What do you think, Simon? So, Vivian, thank you for uh, the email, first of all. Uh, usually, if it's me, uh, it's set in stone. Um, and uh, They have a date and a time and a place. Yes, so 
you can usually I text in between. But let's say I don't text you for five days because it's so set in stone in my mind that I'm. The latest I would do is the morning of the day at 9 a.m. when I wake up or when I go to work, I would say, Vivian, I can't wait to see you tonight. I'll pick you up at 7 and, you know, we're going to this restaurant to remind you where we're going. That's my latest to go to. And it, it, everything is fine with that because I think you should not, Vivian, contact him. Uh, if he has not contacted you by tomorrow morning. noon. Yeah, let's give him I wouldn't even noon. go to noon. Honestly. Well, let's, let's give a chance to love. So. Don't you get worried as a man, though, if you haven't heard from a woman for a week that you have a date with? Yeah. I, do you I, not think about them in, in the, that week and get I, excited about the date? I, I totally do. But I just I, I would like to give love the last, last chance. So noon after that is rude and, and we have a problem. Like you said, Houston, we have a problem. But I think, one, don't text him. Two, let's see if he's going to text you either late tonight. It's already late tonight. But let's say tomorrow, tomorrow morning, mo- tomorrow morning when he wakes a- up. That's what I would do. I would already and be if- done. I don't Honestly. think so, Angie. If, if I texted you at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning and I said, I can't wait to see you tonight. I'll pick you up at 7 and we're going to that restaurant. And you already know all that. You say, great, I'll see you tonight. You don't feel bad. You say, well, he's, he's done what he said. Is there no reason for a guy to text? Okay, so the date is tomorrow. Yeah. That's tomorrow Friday. Night. So... Wouldn't you text on Wednesday and say, we're still on for Friday, just to make sure? Because if you don't, then I'm going to assume it's over, and I'm going to make plans for the weekend. Well, Honestly. Because it's been a week. I get what you're saying, but I think when two people are excited and it's set in stone, it's almost a vibe. When it comes to that thing, it's all about the vibe. Like you Building trust the anticipation. Person. Yeah, and also do you trust the person to do what they say. Your intuition as a woman says, oh, he's, he's, of course he's going to show up tomorrow. And, gonna, and so you, if you don't feel that things are right, they're not. That's why she's sending us an email. I think her intuition but, is saying, I have not heard from him. Right, but but my own rule is the morning of the date, you confirm. And I think then It just we'll sucks see. because women, I don't think people know. What we go through in our heads, the conversations we have with our girlfriends, our friends, the, the doorman, the person at work, <laughs> Uh, That's so true. You know, the the valet. It's so true. We have so many conversations about this date a week before it happens. You don't know how much we have to get ready for a first date just in case anything happens. There's nails. There's hair. There's makeup. There's maybe a tan. There's a wax. There's a whole bunch involved. If I do all this. I agree. I better know that you're going to be there, and if you're not, ooh. Oh, I agree with you, Angie. You know, I give no breaks either about that. But it's just to make us feel better. I think preferably... A no. couple days earlier, but I understand what you're saying. Let's not block love. Let's, so let's you're hope. saying wait till tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, let's see what happens. Ooh, I want her. I want you, Viviana, to text us, write us, call us, send a carrier pigeon. Let us know mm. if this date went off or not. I'm dying to know. Me too, and All I right. hope it happens because I, you know, I'm I believe too. in love. Yeah, and we both do. We both. Yeah, do. we both do. So thank you so much, Viviana, for writing into the show. More of the rendezvous when we come back. You have been listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie tonight. Thanks so much for checking us out. If you missed the show, hit up simonandangie.com. That's our website. Lots of uh, things we discussed tonight, relationship-related, including couples therapy. Yes. Wish me luck tomorrow. It's a big day tomorrow for you, Angie and Jason. I mean, I have been going to therapy, my husband, separately, but tomorrow, first time together. No problems, just maintenance, (laughs) right? Maintenance. Got to maintain your house. That's right. Um, Couples therapy tomorrow. Also, problems with your in-laws. 
Um, Megan, who called us saying in-laws issues during wedding planning. And then also making contact before a date. Uh, this goes from our Viviana email to you, Simon. Bonjour, Simon. Yes. Uh, where she was saying, hey, made a plan a week ago. Haven't heard from him. The date is tomorrow. I'm nervous. He's not going to show up. Should I text? And that's where your Simon Says came in. Thanks, Angie. Yes, I said a new relationship. If you feel something isn't right, it probably is not. Always follow your intuition. When you say, I don't feel it's right, something is weird, because it is. How many times have you had this gut feeling, even as a man, Simon? Because you always say it's a woman's intuition, but so I, I know you felt it as a man where you know something's off. I always say for us it's an instinct more than an intuition. Uh, I, I felt it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very sensitive to that. You can tell by facial expressions, by tone of voice, by, I think, a lot of things. And so if you feel it, question it. Question it. So really, if you feel something isn't right, it's probably not. That's something to keep in mind, and it's a good time to have a talk. I agree. Just follow your feelings. Don't be afraid of your feelings. I agree. Yes, Thank you, up. Simon. Yes. Thank you, Angie. Um, hit us up with any more advice questions you have or if, any comments on the show on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Also, Simon and Angie, we can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for being with us tonight on The Rendezvous. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.